Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Wilson Podcast. You can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. I am your visual host, Brian Wilson. I'm not recording the video right now, by the <laughs> but way. But you wish you were now, don't you? And I am your... <laughs> so you could stop doing that. <laughs> Extendo neck host, Jay Wilson. I'll let you wonder what I was doing during Brian's intro. <laughs> Um, on this episode, we're doing our first ever riggedy roundup episode where we got a nice beefy email from a listener and he kind of recapped a handful of episodes that we've done recently. So we're revisiting those episodes and rehashing some of the ridiculous things that we discussed on all those re-episodes. Yeah. Brought to you by the behemoth you. All right, we got a behemoth in the inbox, and I think it's behemoth enough got that we can one. do a whole, a whole episode on just this one email that we have. A behemoth from Matt. A behemoth you of an email. So Jay, <laughs> should we get to it? <laughs> if his emails aren't signed, Matt the behemoth. <laughs> Be- Matt behemoth the behemoth. You. Something about Behemoth, you. Anyways, um, yeah, let's get right into it, man. We're going to kind of do like like, a grab bag. Now that we're doing the video, too, I'm really liking that I have a swivelly table and I can, like, do artistic zoom. Well, I don't have a swivelly table, and something, something I'm really pissed about is that I recently cleaned out my office better than I ever had before and put up all my wall hangs, but I got one there, one there... One there, one kind of back right, but then the only one you have a shot at seeing is the one directly behind me, and I'm blocking it constantly. And there's glare. Also, yeah, terrible glare. Meanwhile, so, I'm over here. It still here, looks like I a got... barren room, but it's not. It's more homey now. <laughs> over here, I got the lights off in the van, and I took off one window mm-hmm. cover, so I got like the Rembrandt lighting going. I'm on Rembrandt? another level, man. Yeah. Yeah, you made you that don't up. know about Rembrandt lighting. It's a specific kind All of lighting. All I can see is that the color tone on your white background shifts from like blue to green every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rembrandt yeah. lighting, Jay, it's a specific kind of lighting in photography Just where you get it. light on like one half of the face, and then you get like a little mm-hmm. triangle of light right here. Well, I guess mm. for me it would be over here. So this isn't perfect Rembrandt mm. lighting, but it's kind of in that direction. Google well, Rembrandt lighting. Of... Well, I get solar blasted from this angle by the sun off my laptop at this time of day, so I have, like, kind of similar thing going on. Yeah. Another reason not to get a Mac. They're too shiny. Too shiny. But anyhow, Brian. Yeah, I think we messed around long enough. Let's get into this behemoth you. It starts with, Dear Wilson Brothers, Been meaning to Mm. send an email for a couple of the episodes, but did not get to it. So I had to go back and listen to a few before sending this to make sure I remembered exactly what had been said. We're getting double listens on episodes Dedication. Now. Rack them up, man. <laughs> These are some condensed thoughts about the last few episodes. So keep in mind, this is the condensed version. Mm-hmm. New theory to happiness. Oh yeah, I wanted to say we were doing this episode, so some of the podcasts I listen to, they've been doing roundup episodes. So like once a month, mm-hmm. they'll do an episode just kind of recapping the highlights of their previous few episodes. 
So this is our mm-hmm. this is our Matt roundup. He's helping us round yeah, up dude, the episodes we've been doing. If hey, if there's something that can make us have one guaranteed topic a month, that's more than ten percent of our podcasts, and I'll take it. Yeah, you're taking a lot of the load off. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, new theory on happiness. Well, I do agree. Should we like? I don't know. People probably remember what we talked about, right? It was my theory on happiness where uh, I don't re- exactly remember what it was. It had something to do with lowering expectations. Oh, you need to... Yeah, I think we're fine. Just... Yeah. You need to pick spot places where you're gonna draw fulfillment from and then not be upset that you're not getting fulfillment from other places that you're not focusing yeah. on. Okay. Yeah, basically, like, you only have so much room on our plates. Focus on how you're succeeding on the things on your plate, not the things that you chose to drop from your plate. Exactly. Okay, so Matt says, Well, I do agree managing expectations and choosing what you want to prioritize is important. I think even more important that should be emphasized even more <laughs> is the ability to take <laughs> yeah, a step back. <laughs> is to take a step back and analyze, is this what I want and is it good for me? While you two might be very good at taking a step back, I think we all know someone who is obsessed with work which is something that is heavily rewarded in our culture. While that individual might think that they have the best life, the people around them might be suffering because a spouse slash father slash mother might not be present in their family's lives, which has lasting impacts. Do you yeah, have any thoughts on that? No, I mean, it's definitely a thing where, I don't know, it's played out the most narratively in like how... I approach exercise and I realize that I'm very defensive of certain routines or like getting certain things done where it's like people, I'm sure you've experienced this. People get frustrated at us when we say, Oh, well I have to get this run in and people are just like, Oh, what? I, you didn't run this morning. I thought you were skipping it. And it's just like, no, I like put it off for this reason. And I was always going to have to do it. Why didn't Mm -hmm. you assume that I would have to do this at some point? Like, (laughs) um, yeah, for sure. So that'll get, that'll it's like so then in that respect me showing up as like the exact athletic person i want to be in terms of like how i conduct myself in running or doing whatever fitness regimen i'm on i realize that Mm routine is really important to me and like showing up in that and prioritizing that can be hurtful to others yeah i guess it just kind of adds a whole nother layer to the whole thing because it's one thing to understand where you want to draw your fulfillment from and make those decisions for yourself to make sure you're happy. But then, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you have a family and you're like, no, work is the most important thing and I'm going to draw all of my fulfillment from work so I'm going to spend all my time on it, then Mm -hmm. the other people around you might say, okay, well, I want to prioritize family and you prioritizing that is making it impossible for me to get that fulfillment from the thing I want to get fulfillment from. So mm-hmm. then I think that just kind of comes around to, like, surrounding yourself with people who want fulfillment from the same things or similar things, or at least so that you can find, strike some sort of balance so that everyone's getting the fulfillment that they need from what they want. Yeah. And then but, it yeah, becomes it, a much more complex then, puzzle. Yeah, and it's just tough then when it's like, okay, well, you're prioritizing work. I don't get to engage with you being your work self, I engage with you as your significant other, or I'm your child and I want you to be my father and you're not prioritizing being my father. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I'm sure your work colleagues love that. Like, 
I bet you you're a great person for them, but <laughs> yeah. 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 That's Anyhow, and that that's what on. makes life difficult oh. is like striking that balance yeah. and finding those things, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. On the on the same topic, when you said I can do that later, my mind first went to save nothing for tomorrow that can be done today. What I mean by that is saying you do something tomorrow, like cleaning, working out, or having a date night. Wait, what I mean by that is saying you will do something tomorrow, like cleaning, working out, or having a date night, is a great way to make sure it never happens. While one day mm. might not feel while one day might not feel bad to miss if you allow the pattern to continue, which it easily can, after a year of not working out or two months of no cleaning, one might be significantly less happy. I don't know if you had considered this aspect in your theory, so just food for thought. I do mm-hmm. agree wholeheartedly I, with that. I'll say this. I remember doing planks in a particular park. I could even tell you which park it was, um, if I knew the name of it. Um, but <laughs> if we were there, I would know it. Uh, it's the one with Oh Shit Hill. You remember that? What is that one? That's like Cascade? Is that Cascade? I think it's Cascade, yeah. Yeah. But, uh... It was, we were doing planks after the run, and I said, do we have to do planks today? And then, I don't know, you, it was like, I was going to do the planks, but I was having a philosophical argument with you, I think, where it was like, <laughs> Brian, was one day of not doing planks really going to affect anything? And you said, one day of planks isn't going to affect anything, but the attitude that skipping planks is okay will. Or the attitude yeah. that skipping something is okay will affect you. Yeah. It's like, bars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I always end up running into this with Amazon returns, because once you initiate the return, you have like a month to take mm-hmm. it to any Whole Foods or Kohl's. Like, the places you can do an Amazon return are always within 10 or 15 mm-hmm. minutes, probably. So it's always like, oh, we'll do that whenever, we'll do it when it's convenient, and you keep putting it off and off and off. Or if it's like, you're mm-hmm. out running errands, and you're like, oh, we can take a five-minute detour and return it, and it's like, hey, no, let's not do it right now. And you just keep putting it off, and then it's just on your plate. And it stays there and it bothers me so much. I'm like, I think if you can get things off your plate, you just should. Yeah. You know, dude, I just read ahead in the email and I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, but <laughs> anyhow, I just yeah, so I've been trying to be better about that of like, if there's, if there's yeah. something, you know, you want to do like, just go out of the way and do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's going to take 10 minutes, my, yeah. just take those 10 minutes and do it, you know? Like, clipping my nails is another my big one. Thing, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. My big thing right now is that uh, I haven't... Um, so, being home all day looking for jobs, I've uh, been getting on Instagram more often, and I always hate getting on Instagram, but I also like it, so it's a big uh, double-edged sword. But That's right where they want you to be. The procra- Yeah, the procrastination that I get frustrated with is like, I'll be about to do something and it'll be like, no, I'm going to look at a few memes on Instagram. It's like, why? Like, I'm putting this off by like four minutes. What is this four minutes going to do? It's like, I'm big on like having a lot of inertia and like sitting down or resting or taking a break. It's like, you don't need a break right now. Or like, you don't need to look at a few memes right now. It's just start stretching. Like you finished the gym, you came back. Why do you need to sit here for 15 minutes or 10 minutes or even five minutes before you start stretching? Like, yeah, you don't need to. Yeah. so it's i think in general over the years right. i've gotten very easy on myself and i think i need to be i think i need to be harder on myself that's probably a good idea in general yeah, yeah. i think i've been cutting but myself gotta, way too much yeah. slack lately yeah. 
Okay, we gotta keep moving on this. Alright, so now we're on to self-driving cows, which I'm sure you all remember yes. what we talked about in that episode. So, mm-hmm. he starts with... <laughs> Self-explanatory. Spray, <laughs> spray dish soap is the best. We had it at my house, and it was always great for washing large pots and pans. However, when it comes to individual items like a single plate, it is maybe too much. I disagree. <laughs> because... <laughs> Alright. <laughs> So, I remember we were talking about this, like, oh, I feel like you might use too much soap. It might be using more soap than you need. Because people mm-hmm. like you and other people I've spoken with are like, well, I, I use the right amount of dish soap, so I don't need that type of control. But with the spray dish soap, it, depending on how far you pull the trigger, you can get less soap. So you can just do a little... Yeah. Or you can do the full... And you can get exactly as much as you need. So... Yeah, you can do a little spray. So, anyone who's used that argument, it is now void. I have solved it. Okay. Um, Matt continues to say, I also often inhaled the soap because we would refill the sprayer. Yeah. Whatever solution starts in there must be a lesser percentage of dish soap, which might be a bit of a scam. I think he's talking about the actual dish soap thing, but I don't know. Yeah, but they're selling you more water, I imagine. Yeah probably uh jay my house was better than you because we used a mixture of dish soap and water inside a foaming hand soap dispenser which was the perfect amount for individual dishes we yeah, had okay, two i did bottles. this too we wouldn't just put sludge in there for the sprayer <laughs> <laughs> well it sounded like you used like a spray bottle though and they're using the hand soap pump wait what wait did you use a spray bottle <sighs> We used the dish soap spray bottle and we would dilute some dish soap in there. The dish, like, the, the new Inside dish soap spray bottle Inside a foaming we're hand about? soap dispenser, which was, oh, okay, no, so I didn't do this. Okay, this, that's pretty cool. I like that. Okay. Um, we had two bottles of dish soap at the start of the year and Devin took half a bottle home with him. That was with five people, two people doing dishes every day. <laughs> so in a this year, like they were through... Three roommates. Well... <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, it could have been a rotating two people. But like, so. two two of the five people <laughs> every day. Regardless, <laughs> um, whether he's roasting people or not, I think the point is, in one year of using foaming dish soap spray, mm-hmm. some sort of it, they went through one and a half yeah. bottles of dish soap, which I think is a pretty darn good ratio. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's not bad. So yeah, still really high on the spray dish soap. Haven't changed my mind yet. I've I've been exploring putting less dishwasher detergent in. Because that was something where I was always like, fill it up, close it. But I'm just like, "Eh, it's probably pretty concentrated stuff. Yeah, I don't really know. Alright, then on to the self-driving car section. I think self-driving cars are great. (laughs) And even some of the early versions were pretty good. I think people's hesitance does not lay in the technology, but rather some of the legal elements. Like, if a self-driving mm-hmm. car causes an accident, who is responsible? The driver or the manufacturer? Also, see, okay. Here's what I think about this. We have a whole branch of the government dedicated to figuring out whose fault things are. <laughs> yeah. So why, has anyone asked them what they think? 
and have they deliberated on it? Because I feel like this question, I feel like this has been one of those cheeky points that people make in this discussion for nigh on a decade now. And I think someone <laughs> ought to have settled this. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, you know, that's a pretty good point. It's like, hey, it's somebody's fault. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, like, we have the ability to uh, medically... I don't know how to put this in other terms, but abortion is a thing that exists. And guess what? We're still not sure if that's okay, but it still happens someplace and doesn't happen other places, and every time the question is raised... We raise it to the people who settle these questions, and they settle it. So I think that's yeah, something that I, needs I to go through. I bet you what it would be. I bet you it would be like, you would sign something when you buy the car. That's like, I take responsibility for this, that, and the other. Like, it'd probably be in the terms and conditions, honestly. Yeah, I think we just, whoever's making the cars just needs to decide, like, hey, this is how we're going to do it, and we need to do it that way. And then if someone else thinks that's wrong, then it'll go to court. And then there it will be settled, mm -hmm. and then there will be a precedent, and then we can move on with our lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thought, yeah. knowing nothing about contracts, car sales, or the law. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. yeah. But but I think I'm probably onto something here. Um, also, yeah. the situation you got into later is actually a whole website that exists from some Stanford researchers about what a self-driving car should do if it... Okay, this is... Here, this is a good way to pose the... This is what I question. was... Yeah. I he was go, talking yeah, about He goes this. on to say... I wanted us to specifically um, do this on the podcast, but Brian nixed it. Oh, yeah. Or no, we talked about it some. Yeah. Well, I, I said we, like, we should... I wanted to go through this. Anyways. Anyways. Um, if a self-driving car loses control of its brakes and is heading towards a crosswalk with people in it. Yeah, because we were trying to find a good way to phrase it, because my argument was this will never happen, so I'm not answering your stupid question. But he is saying, mm -hmm. okay, let's say brake lines get cut. There's nothing the computer can do in any shape, mm -hmm. way, or form to stop the car. It's going to have to do this. Um, as an aside, I hate... Okay, so that's all he had to say about that. As an yeah. aside, I hate lane correction so much and turn it off in almost every single rental I got from Enterprise because every single time on the highway someone would ride on top of the line trying to share the lane as I'm and as I'm trying to move away from them, the lane correction would be turning me back into them. It is scary to be fighting the car in that situation. Mm. Pansy. I I <laughs> don't think that is a good argument. Pansy. Antagonize our emailers. <laughs> no, I will. We need we need to pump the gas on this podcast a little bit. Anyone who doesn't like lane assist is just pump the gas, cut the over controlling, lines. and a micromanager. Yeah, <laughs> like the the uh, the correction that the steering wheel does is like not. It's not like it's like you're going out of the lane and it's like yanking you back center. It's just like a little vibrating, like hey, I, uh, I think you're going over the line a little bit. And it's like, if you know what you're doing, it does not really impair you at all. I, this is one of my peeves, yeah. Jay. I get so annoyed with people that are like, <laughs> I don't like the car driving itself. I'm like, get over it. It's not natural. Yeah. I, I, can, I guess I can see it a little bit, but I really can't. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Next section of the email, gadgets. Jay, buckle up here. Spades is Trump, yeah. because spades is a suit. The generic version of this statement is, this suit is Trump. 
so your frustration is held because of your English superiority complex, which is often justified, but in this case has led you astray. Jay, you have okay, how do we feel about this, Brian? <laughs> I don't know what to say about this because, like, he made a cogent argument with decent sentence structure for this section of the email, so I don't know what to do. Because, okay, it's, yes, I can understand how this might be technically right. Like, spades is Trump. But there are, I don't know. I, I'm just going to say I, I don't I, like it and I don't trust him. Tap me in, Jay. Tap me in. <laughs> Tag so, he's saying, so he's saying that the generic form of the statement is this suit is Trump. Mm-hmm. But what if the generic form of the statement is the cards of this suit are Trump? Are Trump. Yeah. Each individual card is is each individual card is a trump all those cards put together are trump mm-hmm. oh, like, i see kelly's mom wandering around our parking lot <laughs> wonder if she's coming in soon anyways does that mean the podcast is over <laughs> no it's not over but I just anyhow um but yeah it's like if you have the nine yeah. and ten of spades you show those two cards to someone you say these two cards are trump yeah, cards of this suit are Trump. I, I think this is one I, of those situations where they're both right. There is no wrong answer. Yeah, but one of them sounds horrible in a re- as a regular sentence. <laughs> Spade is Trump. Spades is Trump. Spades are Trump. Is, is, is Spade is Trump better than Spades is Trump? No, spade them is Trump spades is definitely is Trump. wrong. <laughs> them spades is Trump. <laughs> or the what if you say the spades I think are Trump? The spades are Trump. Yeah, I guess if I think honestly, I would prefer them spades is Trump. <laughs> the spades, spades are is Trump. The spades maybe we're looking at it from the wrong angle. Is it the spades are Trumps? How many Trumps are there? I because well, if you have so, multiple, I guess how I think, I think the plural of Trump spa- is Trump though. Like how deer is deer. It's like I have two Trump. The spades, the cards of have, spade. <laughs> the I the cards of the cards. Suit spades are Trump cards. <laughs> I said cards twice. <laughs> Cards of the suit spades are trump cards this round. <laughs> That's how we should say it every time, probably. <laughs> Everyone would love that so much more. <laughs> um, Flip it around. And hey, what, would think what, is, <laughs> what is Trump? What are Trump? What are Trump? How, how are Trump? I do, say, I do say what's Trump. Why is Trump? <laughs> Who is Trump? Am I Trump? Um, <laughs> oh man! Anyhow, let's just move on. This one's pissing me off. <laughs> I'm gonna call in our I'm gonna call in our chief linguist consultant Carmen to write in on this one. See yeah. what she has to say. Yes, because I'll blindly what follow thinks. whatever she says is right. Yeah, if Carmen goes against me, I will have very little. Uh, um, I would instantly crumble left to argue the opposite. I yeah, I don't trust myself to be able to go toe to toe with her in a in a grammar contest. Um, moving on. Yeah, final section. Before you even started the bracket, the superhero bracket, 
In my head, I said teleportation, and after listening to the episode, I am now sure that I was correct. <laughs> Jay, Jay, you are a great salesman for the other things that beat it, but it is wrong. I think you just wanted oh, to geez. see teleportation lose. Oh, uh, Want to visit it. Europe? <laughs> Bam, you're there. Forgot something on a vacation? No problem. Just go back and get it. Also, infinitely better than flight, because you can look like you're flying by continuously teleporting a few centimeters forward every time. You also don't have to follow the laws of physics that you would with flight. You said you would let flight go Mach 2. However, as an organic creature with the ability to fly <laughs> would die if it tried to decelerate too quickly. Unlike teleportation, where you physically are not moving, therefore could go from a thousand miles per hour to a dead stop with no consequence. Is momentum right. conserved in teleportation, though? That's the whole another branch of physics, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to to draw some lines here, I think anytime I consider teleportation, I say momentum is conserved because people are like, oh, yeah. You so can if you're falling and then you teleport, yeah, yeah, and then teleport like up an inch before you hit the ground and you stop. And I'm like, no, that that's not allowed. So you can't yeah. do that. I'm also I don't. So then I guess that kind of follows along with I want to write off the whole teleporting a centimeter ahead of you, like. 10 times a second to look like you're flying. I don't think you can do that yeah, either. Yeah, because then your momentum would still be zero the whole time, I guess. If you do it fast enough, it's like, yeah, the derivative goes to zero. But, yeah. no, I think if you did that, you would start to fall, and that would not be allowed to. Also, I feel like there's got to be some level yeah. of cooldown for teleportation. Like, you can't teleport 100 like at least times a second. second. At least a second, yeah. 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 But he does have compelling arguments for... I mean, I guess that's the stuff that we discussed. It's like, you can... Go get lunch in Europe and then dinner in Thailand and then mm. be home and sleep in your own bed, which is really dope. Yeah. What did it lose to? I do wonder though. Still if you have just... that bracket? Yeah, I actually have it pulled up right now. Um, okay. We have it losing to invulnerability in 16 seed. Oh yeah, wait no, that's it. It even lost before that. Um, teleportation lost to super intelligence. Hmm. Well, super intelligence is really cool though. Yeah, I was arguing like the. Uh, and I argued that the super intelligent person might be able to invent teleportation, and I think that helped. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's we a, that's we are aware. Point. We're aware that a lot of our arguments are built on technicalities that we are establishing <laughs> on our own. It's there's very loose yeah. rules to this. But yeah, well, um, I I posed the same bracket to Kelly, and she misread uh, size shifting to be shape shifting, and that made it pretty far. So these brackets are highly variable, folks. Yeah, but uh, yeah. What was the final four that we had? Super intelligence, invulnerability, um, super intelligence, teleportation, water manipulation, and invulnerability. Water manipulation was in the final four. It must have had a cakewalk in. It water manipulation beat precognition, which was disqualified. Um, wall crawling, which we said was scary because you might fall, and then yeah. it was in the t final four. That's a cakewalk, yeah. I would have put... Te Wait, yeah. teleportation was in the final four, though? Okay. Teleportation um, was the 31 seed, Brian. So... Yeah. I don't. I think whoever seeded these was doing it from a combat perspective. Probably. But I don't yeah. really know. But, um, anyhow. We should have seeded them ourselves. But then... But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of other ones that much more deserve to be in the final four than water manipulation. Which is why, mm -hmm. teaser... I went through and made a loser's bracket. I made a 32-team tri triple elimination bracket, Jay. 
And I think <laughs> I think in a future episode we might revisit the superpowers to get a clearer idea of who lands where. That'll be a feature film. They'll make a documentary about our <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> oh, it'll be good though. Tune in for that one. Oh man. But yeah. Uh, but Matt that then ends signs off. Matt's email. Yeah, future messages to follow with love, Matt redacted. Aw. So all these previous emails were completely loveless. He's yeah. gonna start his... putting some love in there. Redacted isn't his last name, is it? No. Okay. It's his last name's actually omitted, but he redacted the omission. Um <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a fun last um, name to have. Thanks for emailing in, Matt. That was great. Um, yeah, I love, love the roundup from episode. You. Yeah, but that rounds it up for me because Kelly's folks are here and I want to go socialize. So thanks for tuning in. And thank you, Matt, for essentially sponsoring this episode. I'm not sure what the future emails with love entail, but I'm excited about it. Maybe there'll be some emojis, maybe a cute picture of Matt. I don't Why know. Keep it PG-13? It could, the sky's the limit. It might be in cursive. I don't know. Like if he wrote it out on paper and like had a big smooch mark at the bottom, maybe. I'm not sure. And then I'm excited to see what that is. Yeah. Show me the but, love. Um Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh if you want to check in with the pod, see some cool audio grams whatever they're called um check out our instagram at weekly wilson pod if you want to email in your thoughts on the roundup i don't know if that'll make it into the next roundup that would be kind of a few layers deep but go ahead and try it um and i don't know if the i don't know if the uh visual podcast is going out yet we don't know how that's working so let us know if you enjoy that if it happens at all but until you rather, the end of next week, would you rather <laughs> would you rather see our faces or not? Sorry, I usually try not to interrupt you in the outro, but no, yeah, you, you, I don't know. I think we're trapped in the podcast now. I only get one per episode. Um, oh, no. no, but until the end of next week, unless otherwise noted, my name's Jay Wilson. His name's Brian Wilson, and this has been the Weekly Wilson. Oh man, I really had to find that one. I don't know. <laughs> I think we're we're potentially setting ourselves up for uh, a spiraling into a podcast singularity where we could like like we could do a bracket of podcast episodes. And then we could do roundups of roundup episodes where like eventually, and then we could round up all the roundup episodes and eventually we could have one podcast that contains all the content we've ever done. Well, as long as it's five or greater, because otherwise we'd have to round down. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>